Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing our Bible study in Acts 15, and this will be our second look at this great chapter. And if you'll remember from last broadcast, the setting, Paul and Barnabas are now in Jerusalem, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you have already spent time in prayer and studying your Bible and seeking God's face and doing something to advance the cause of Christ. Do your part to see if we might have revival in our day. I can't control the masses, but I ought to be able to control me. And I can't control your heart, but I'd be able to control my heart. And God help me, and God help you to seek His face, and to hunger for Him, and to thirst for Him, and to pant after Him like the heart wants the water. And you and I, I tell you, if we just seek His face, what could God do in our day? I'm just convinced that God is not uh, uh, is not uh, pinned up. He is not uh, uh, held in. He is not caged. Uh, I mean, God is not bound. What I'm trying to say is if God did it, God can do it. And until Jesus comes for the church uh, in the rapture, we're to occupy and gain ground for God. And there's still more to do. The gospel needs to be preached. Buses need to be run. Churches need to be established. Missions need to go forth. There's a lot yet to do for God and good. And by His grace, may we have a hunger for that. All right, Acts chapter 15. Here we go. Now, you remember, Paul has returned from his missionary journey. He's in Antioch. While Paul is at his home church of Antioch, these people, these Judaizers, these legalizers from Judea, come and they walk into this assembly And they begin to tell these Christians that except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So they're saying, now listen, your faith in the gospel is good, but it's not enough. We're glad for it, but it's not sufficient. You also need to be circumcised. And they're saying you have to do something, work somehow in your own ability to merit salvation, righteousness, to be fully saved, and more than just by grace through faith. It is works and grace together. Now, let me say, those two things, as far as salvation are concerned, cannot coexist. The works kill the grace, and grace kills the works. They cannot mutually exist in the area of salvation. Now, faith ought to have works attached to it, but not in the area of salvation. So anyway, Paul and Barnabas are traveling to Jerusalem to bring this matter before the apostles and elders in that church. Now, remember, the church at Jerusalem is really the inaugural church. It is the big church. It is the influential church. And so at this time, they didn't have to do this. They were not compelled to do it. wasn't a compulsory thing. But Paul and Barnabas decided, let's go to the influential church of Jerusalem and get some opinion or some input from James and those others in leadership at the church in Jerusalem. I want to hear what they have to say. So Paul and Barnabas, they argue, they withstand that crowd in Antioch and then depart, and they go up to Jerusalem. 
I mentioned that to you last Bible study. When you think about Jerusalem, the Bible always says going up up to Jerusalem. So they're going up to the city of God. All right. Now, as they travel, the Bible says they pass through these regions of Phenis and Samaria. While they do, they declare the conversion of the Gentiles. I like this, and I want to emphasize it quickly, that they're burdened about one thing. Their purpose is really one thing. It is to go from Antioch to Jerusalem to bring this matter before the elders there. What I like about Paul and Barnabas is they are not so consumed with their primary objective that they miss opportunity to minister while they're en route to the primary objective. So many people fail to do a work for God because they're so consumed with the perfect will of God. What do you mean? I mean, they're waiting on God's perfect will and missing opportunities to serve him in the meantime. And Paul and Barnabas weren't that way. They were headed toward the will of God, if you will, if you want to call it that, Jerusalem. But they didn't miss out on serving God along the journey. So they preached in Samaria and Phenis, and they declared the Gentiles are getting born again. And when they preached this truth and proclaimed this fact to these people, the saved people, the brethren, it says, had great joy. I like that. They weren't bitter about it. They weren't mad or upset. In fact, they were overjoyed, man. Gentiles are getting saved. The grace of God uh, is reaching out to these Gentiles. Hallelujah. God's good. All right, verse 4, and it says they come to Jerusalem. So that's where we're going to find them today, uh, in the city of Jerusalem. And the church welcomes them. The apostles, we know what an apostle is. An apostle is, a, is an office that was established in this transitional period. There are no more apostles today, but back then these apostles were the eyewitnesses of the resurrected Christ. And they had this special anointing on their life, this special authority. The uh, uh, apostolic office was theirs. Today, there's a bunch of charlatans running around, charismatic kooks running around trying to claim apostleship, and they're liars. That's just what they are. But these are legitimate apostles. Also elders, that would be the leadership, the staff, the pastors of the church, and they declared all things that God had done with them. All right, now, verse 5, our new verse for today, the question is going to be presented. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them. Now listen, Paul used to be a Pharisee too. It's amazing that God saves people that are peculiarly, peculiarly, what's the word, peculiarly fit for meeting the need. Paul had been a Pharisee, not by accident, but by providence. Paul knew well where these people were in their mind, in their heart, in their motive. Paul could understand them. And God has his man at this moment before these people, and it's all working out just how God wants it to work out. All right, so he said, There rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Now, it's amazing to me they would even consider it. But you've got to remember that, especially in Jerusalem, this is Jewish Christianity uh, at the pinnacle. These men are born again. They are saved. They're in the body of Christ, but they still are Jewish in their 
mindset a little bit in their affection even because that is what they were that's what they knew that's what they had been brought up in and so they get together and deliberate a little bit uh, 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 i don't know about this law of moses circumcision thing they're just throwing it out there they probably thought well it doesn't hurt uh to to, to be following the law it's it's not going to make them more unrighteous to follow the law that's for sure but the question is does it pertain to salvation this is a very important moment in the life of Christianity because had this council been led of not the Holy Spirit, but by their flesh, by carnality, by pressure from their pharisaical peers, then we would have a false gospel preached by and large today of works and grace. But verse 7, and when there had been much disputing, Peter of all men, think about it, Peter, God uses Cornelius, Acts chapter 10 now in Peter's life. Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. That's Acts 10 when Cornelius, uh, that Roman soldier, was praying, saw Peter in a vision. God, or rather, God said, go get Peter in a vision. Peter, also having a vision in a trance, saw that sheet descend with all those quote-unquote unclean or uncommon animals in it, and God said, eat it. And he's teaching him the Gentiles are um, uh, heirs of grace as well. They can be born again, and God uses that. All right, verse number 8, And God which knoweth the hearts bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. Remember, as Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell upon those Gentiles to authenticate to Peter that Gentiles could get saved. I uh, remember that the Jews require a sign and God gave him that sign. Hey, listen, I'm in this thing. This is of me. God bore, uh, bear, uh, would bear witness through the giving of the Holy Ghost and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? He said, nobody's ever kept the law perfectly. Nobody's ever been able to reach that standard. Nobody's ever been able to uh, please God by their own righteousness. So why would you take that yoke and put it on them? We're not even doing that very well ourselves, brethren. But we believe that through the grace, and that's a, a great word, through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Well, that's all of our time for today. We'll continue this story next broadcast. Until then, make sure you pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.